Hey everybody and welcome to the 10th episode of the JLG My Boys podcast. My name is Jesse and this episode is over the douchebag in the city and the estates of Hoffman. So before we dive in again, we want to I want to apologize that uh, this hasn't gotten out sooner to you. Things have been crazy starting school again. Uh, getting back into the swing of things, trying to figure out a new schedule for my boys, although we only have one more time left. Because the next um, the next time my boys airs on Monday, it's going to be an episode followed by the season finale. So we'll see. That'll be one episode, uh, one podcast episode probably. Because it'd be kind of weird to only do it as one, um, just one episode. <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to start out with going over a little bit about Douchebag in the City. And this was on... A while ago for some of you. I watched it again today to give myself a little refresher. But um, here we go. So we start out at the poker game as per usual. And I wonder if they're ever going to change that because I feel like the answer is no. Anyway, Andy, we meet some of Andy's new neighbors and he's kind of really excited because um, they're nice and it's different than anything he's ever experienced before. And um, okay, wait, hold on. Okay. And so he's kind of excited about having these new neighbors in the suburbs where he lives because he hasn't really grown to it yet. But anyway, things are starting to change, and we find out one of his neighbors is Fitzy, which is an interesting name, Fitzy. And then, um, yeah, this part has really nothing to do with anything, but uh, I enjoyed it because it was uh, the debate of Kitty Corner versus Caddy Corner because if you're from, like, the Midwest and the in most of the areas in the United States, it's kitty corner to you, and like in Texas, especially, it's caddy corner. And so it's kind of like an ongoing fight since half my family's from Texas and half my family's from Michigan. So, anyway, let's keep going. Uh, let's see. Then we have PJ's old friend is coming in, and um, I think her name is Lissa. I think must be short for like Melissa or something. I'm not really sure. Well, anyway, she's really excited about that. And then, let's see, Brendan <laughs> comes in, and he's, like, shortening all his words, and he has his friend Hams, which is weird. It's, <laughs> I don't know. And Hams is on the phone with someone, and he's making fun of, like, the people around, the gang, the guys. And um, he rates PJ as a 6 or a 6.5, which is pretty, pretty off. It's very, very off. Let's just say she's pretty gorgeous. Anyway, then Bobby, he, uh, they dealt Brendan into the game, and Brendan didn't want to play, and then... Um, <laughs> I feel like I'm saying and then a lot, but, uh, anyway, so then Bobby and them are, like, pressuring Brendan to play this one game, because Brendan doesn't want to, because he's got to go, because of all these shortened words that you kind of got to try to catch, but, uh, in the end, <laughs> Bobby loses to Brendan, who went all in, and, um, it's pretty, f- it's kind of funny. Anyway, then we find out that, uh, Mike has ordered something for Kenny to sell at his shop, and he gets really excited, and he opens it up. And it's a leotard. It's fr- it's Mary Lou Retton's leotard that she must have gotten her perfect 10 or her gold medal or something in. And I like Mary Lou Retton, but, I mean, you wouldn't really find that a sports memorabilia shop. And then Brendan has a new drink. It's something with vodka in it. I didn't really catch it, but I caught the vodka part. And then, so, you know, he's gone a little bit fruity or weird. I don't know, because he's, you know, he's a beer guy. He's a guy's guy, or was a guy's guy. He just starts shorten his words. And then, let's see. PJ is real excited for Lissa to come. I wrote Lissa, and I spelled it like Lisa, so if I say it wrong, you guys get the picture. Anyway, and so PJ's really excited, and she goes through all these old memories and places that she would um, really consider taking Lissa to, because she just wants to relive some of the times that they had in college together. So then we come to the story of Steph and Lance, who is her debt financial, whatever, financial trainer, debt trainer, debt consultant, I don't know what you call it, and they're going to have a nice date. 
And she's thinking that, you know, maybe she'll take him to Sagatuck, and if it goes well, then she could ask him to hit to Italy, and she'll have her date for Italy all set. And um, I'm not really sure how many Sagatucks there are around, and I'm sure there's quite a few, but there's also a Sagatuck, um near where I live, so I was kind of wondering if that's where she was going, but I don't think it is. There's really nothing there. Anyway, and then um, we start to get introduced to part of the name of the episode, and we find out how much of a douchebag Brennan has been, which has actually been going an ongoing theme, and uh, they have been setting it up for quite a while, so it shouldn't have been a surprise to anyone. And then Andy is now annoyed with his neighbor Fitzy, who he, you know, he was pretty okay with. Like, things were going well. He was doing okay with Fitzy, but now, now he's just annoyed, and Fitzy's wife made them zucchini everything, which I don't like zucchini bread, but she made a lot of it, so have fun with that. I don't like it. <laughs> so then we cut to a scene where PJ sees her old friend, Aunt Lissa, and the first thing, like, honestly, I said this to my roommate when we were watching it, I was like, she looks like Sarah Jessica Parker's outfit from Sex in the City, because it's so ingrained in my head we watch Sex in the City. Uh, we used to. And we do watch reruns now and then, and I was like, that looks like Sarah and Jessica Parker. And here we go, because she has three friends, and they were definitely spoofing Sex in the City. There's no doubt about it. The characters and the water from the bus splashing up and hitting Lissa's dress, and the music that they um, must have gotten the rights to. Uh, however, I don't think Miranda was quite as accurate. She was like, she was super short. It was pretty funny. But they were all, like, super New York, and they were go New York everything, and they really couldn't do anything, um, they couldn't do anything that wasn't, like, it was in New York. They, they, they don't adapt well to their surroundings. And then we had the unveiling of Mike's purchase, which, oh, apparently, um, I, I must have spilled the beans earlier, but, uh, it's the Mary Lou Retton thing, and... I can't remember who says it. I think it's Kenny, and he's like, did you steal some little girl's swimsuit? <laughs> like, he's like, it's not a sport. Gymnastics isn't a sport. There's no defense, whatever, whatever, whatever. And um, I do think gymnastics is a sport, but I definitely don't think uh, gymnastics memorabilia belongs in a sports store. Anyway, um, Brendan, we find out, ditched the guy's last name because he went to, like, some guy's birthday party or some big party of sorts, and... He didn't invite the other people, and the guys were kind of like, "What, you know, what's going on? And he was like, well, I didn't invite you because I didn't think it was really your scene. And they were like, oh, so we have a scene now, and, like, he's really stereotyping them. So then tonight, Brendan and his friends are going to go into the lab rat, and then, uh, so he's like, well, maybe we can get you into the lab rat, which is, they're kind of like, they don't know what it is, and if they go back a few years or whatever, a few different stores, they do know what it is. And then we see Andy with his annoying neighbor again, and how, um... He's really, you know, it's really getting on his nerves. And then, let's see, what else? Uh, PJ and the girls, <laughs> Lissa and her girls, uh, the girls are super, super rude. And they want to go to all places that are in New York, but they're, like, really into the Chicago scene. Like, they want to do everything Chicago-like, but at the same time, they want it to be New York. So they have this ridiculous book, and it's, like, New York and Chicago or something. Anyway, um, and they call champagne champers, which is really annoying, but it's, like, in this case, it is really funny because you know what they're trying to get at is how ridiculous they are, so I, um, I definitely appreciated that moment. And then we have Andy's at PJ's because he's waiting for Fitzy to go to sleep because, um, Fitzy rented, like, Braveheart or something and wanted him to come and watch it with him, and he was like, if I'm up, you have to come watch it with me, so he's trying to wait till Fitzy goes to sleep. And so then Stephanie, we find out, is going picnicking with Lance with PJ's picnic basket that she's never used. 
and we find out that PJ really highly dislikes her old friend right now because um, they've changed so much. Yeah. It has been seven years, and so, I mean, things do change, and PJ was kind of expecting time to stand still for her, and it didn't. And then Andy was, they were started talking about Brendan again, and Andy was commenting on how people always make their verbs, um, subjects into verbs, and so Andy makes a statement that, I think I'm going to sandwich after I sofa here for a bit, and I really think that's really hilarious, because it sounds really ridiculous, but can you imagine, like, in five years, when people are really saying that, and they think it's completely normal, and they're going to look back on this, and they're like, they're going to think it's just, like, Andy's being stupid, but really, at this point in time, it does seem quite ridiculous for someone to sandwich after they sofa. So then we um, come to a scene at Labrat, and Brendan, he looks ridiculous. He has this ridiculous-looking hat on, and he's, like, he's a 30-year-old and a 20 or even a 15-year-old's body and, or clothes, anyway, and it's awkward, and he's like, I've arrived, fallen, and the guys are kind of like, you know, what's going on? But Brendan does get right into the place, and then Lisa uh, wants to go to the Labrat as well, so that's where they're going. And Lissa says something like, so she's talking about New York, and she's talking about how accepting New York is, and then she's just super rude to this guy who she's like, back up, you know, get out of my area. And I'm thinking, you know, New York's that accepting, wow. Anyway, um, when PJ's boys show up, she just like runs into their arms, and uh, she has no ideas of the girls' names because when she introduces them, uh, introduces the guys to the girls. She she misses some names and switches them all around, but, you know, whatever. They're, they're kind of crazy. Anyway, the guys, they all pretty much strike out, um, the guys being Kenny, Mike, and Bobby, and they all strike out with these New York ladies. And then uh, then PJ, well, the guys are, you know, hang, trying to get with these girls. PJ's trying to relive... Um, some of our memories with Lisa again, and Lisa's just, uh, Lisa, right, <laughs> and Lisa's just totally, like, blowing her off. Anyway, everyone wants to leave after a very short period of time, especially PJ, because it's just not going well with Lisa, and this is none of their scenes. They're into, like, the low, you know, crawlies, definitely. And then, so Mike was going to call Brendan, and then Brendan actually screened Mike's call, and then he and Lissa are making out <laughs> up on some stage or something. I don't really know. And Mike storms off because he was screened by Brendan. And uh, he was very, very offended. So the next scene that we come to, Andy is trying to sneak away from uh, his neighbors. And he's, like, getting the paper. And he's in the van. He's ready to drive off. And it doesn't work. Fitzy gets him every time. Those darn suburbs. But, um, so then we, yes. So then we come up to Crowley's. And... PJ is sad about Lissa, and the boys um, are really upset about Brendan and how rude he's been and how, what he's turned into. And so then they kind of come up with the idea that maybe they want to do an intervention, which is kind of ridiculous and kind of hilarious at the same time. I really enjoyed that intervention I- idea. And then we find out that the person that actually bought the Mary Lou Retton uh, leotard was Mary Lou Retton herself, and so then Kenny's on board, and he takes a pic. He has Mike take a picture and send it to her of him sticking the landing or whatever. Really, it's him with the his arms in the air. But anyway, um, then Lissa is gone to PJ, and that's all I wrote about that. I don't know where I was going with that. But anyway, then we find out that Steph asked um, Stephanie asked Lance to Italy, which is kind of exciting. They didn't even have to go to Saugatuck. 
And so that was good because I don't know where Sabi Duck is. I'm pretty sure they're talking about the one in Michigan, though. Anyway, then we come to the scene, which I love. It's the douchebag intervention, and Stephanie is doing the moderating, and it's hilarious. And the boys, like, Stephanie's trying to remain calm, you know, to keep Brendan calm, but in the end, it doesn't work because the boys just jump right in and tell what they think. And then they've written these letters to Brendan about how he's been a douchebag, and they all read them to him, and they're kind of ridiculous, and they're funny, and they're all, like, very guy-like, which is what I really enjoy. And then Andy was late because he got fitzied, and he changed it into a verb, which I thoroughly enjoyed. And um, so they were like, oh, this is a douchebag intervention. And so then Andy was going to say something, but he was talking, he decided that he didn't know who it was, so he was talking about Kenny when he was doing it, which was definitely a good time. It was definitely funny. And then, um, and then Brendan says something douchey once again, and then PJ yells at him, and, um, it doesn't really, like, she says a ton of amazing things, and just all these wonderful, like, ways to look at himself on the inside, and then the thing that gets to him, though, wasn't that. It was the look at your belt. He looks at his belt, and he snaps back to being Brendan, and he thinks them in the end. So that was the episode, Douchebag in the City. So, a few of our favorite moments from the show this week was definitely the Andy saying that I'm going to sandwich after I sofa here for a bit. Um, that's, Andy's always good for, he's always good for a laugh. He's so funny. And I thoroughly enjoy him. And, let's see. And then, um, we're talking about how Brendan was dressed like he was 15-ish or whatever. And, um, so then Andy says, don't your clothes have to get up for school tomorrow? I just feel like Andy is never failing to give us the great, uh, the great lines that he does, and I'm so glad that there is a really, there's a guaranteed funny character in there, and he's very funny, and also, let's see, a trivia whatever for this episode would be that Ryan Reynolds was actually the, uh, the character of Hams, I think, um, he was definitely on this episode, and I'm assuming he was Hams, and I didn't recognize him because he looked like an idiot, (laughs) but, um, he did a really great job, and the character of Hams was definitely very, very funny. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and review the Estates of Hoffman and, sorry, the Estates of Hoffman, and we're going to go ahead and do the summary, and then, you know, we'll go from there and see how it goes. So we start out, of course, with poker. I would like you to find me the episodes that we don't start out with poker, because I'd be very interested in to know um, what one that is. If you notice tonight that my uh, words are getting mixed up in the sentence, like, I feel like you can put them back together and I don't have to repeat it or to re-record it. Um, but I, I do apologize. Anyway, so we find Andy's in a really good mood, and he's starting to kind of, the, the suburbs are starting to grow on him. I have that he's starting to grow up, but really, it's the suburbs are starting to grow on him, and he's starting to be okay, and he's having a barbecue at his house, and so, and Mike makes mention of that he likes the suburb women because, I don't know, they like a guy from the city. And then we have Frank and Eileen are coming, and, you know, the way they talk about him, it's really weird. But Frank and Eileen are actually PJ and Andy's parents. And PJ's kind of upset they're, they're coming, because PJ, um, according to PJ's mother, she has problems with her love life because, like, she's not married and doesn't have children. And PJ's mom also doesn't like Brendan, and she always wants him to get his hair cut. And then, let's see. Okay, so then we have Kenny is going to be driving to uh, the barbecue, and Stephanie's running late, and they're sitting in the car, and, you know, they were like, why does she get a shotgun? Because at 9.14 in the morning, Miss Stephanie texted Kenny and called shotgun. And Mike, apparently, you know, he was complaining about it, but he t- 
tried to text her and he did it late though he didn't do it he did it like 918 <laughs> and so he just missed it and then he wants to call shotgun for on the way back but he can't do it until the car is parked so anyway then we have um stephanie coming in and uh insulting pj's outfit because you know she's like you may meet your potentially potential italy uh italy date here and you're wearing that but it is a barbecue in the suburbs i'll give her that and then bobby wasn't going to come because he was going to be coming in from or he has something with his interviewing (laughs) i don't know his job anyway uh so then bobby is coming he's at the airport and he needs directions and they don't know how to give him directions and they try and but the, the only way they know how to get there though is from pj's apartment so they're like well for he's in the suburb of course and so they're like in a different one that not where they need to be obviously he's in a suburb and they say well drive to pj's apartment and then drive and then they were going to give him the directions that they had but you know it really would have been super inconvenient for him to drive into the city to drive right back out of the city which he pointed out and let's see so then he's like well i'll just you know i'll just figure it out and they're like okay and he pulls out his map and then he realizes that he didn't know he lived he uh so close to the river which was a good good bobby moment and then stephanie picks the uh music and i use the word music lightly and because she's shotgun and she picks the uh how to how to how to learn a language cd which is italian and then so they turn it off and they say no and then she starts talking and she's like sickly in love it's kind of disgusting and then they were like fine you can listen to it and so then the guy says something in italian and says what it is in english and then they all repeat it again and it's very funny that all the people in the car do it let's see and then they get to the barbecue they get out of the car they take a few minutes and then stephanie calls shotgun again that's (laughs) one quick girl so we're at the barbecue and they find out that you know it's like a couple's party except for it's worse because it's like a family party and there's this terrible noise they say and as it turns out it's the cicadas and there's this girl rachel who's telling telling them the story and they all really are interested in this nice girl here rachel who's been nice enough to inform them of these noisy bugs and so then uh they want to know if she's single which she's divorced and then they realize that she has a child all right anyway so then meredith uh, which is Andy's wife, if you don't remember from an episode way, way long ago. Meredith, uh, she hides the wine. She pours PJ a glass and then hides it because um, PJ's dad's coming, and so she doesn't want him to drink it all, and she doesn't want any right now anyway. But um, And then Andy found his game in the garage, and it's a game of jarts, which is like lawn darts, but it's like super dangerous, <laughs> especially because there's children in the yard, so he's like going to hit someone with it. But anyway, it's Andy for you. So then Meredith asks Andy or something happens where they're looking for something in their kitchen and then um, PJ, she knows where the stuff is and then she's going around the kitchen saying what's going to be where and then she can pull it out and tell what's, you know, she was right. And she figures out why she knows everything and it's because the house is exactly set up the way her house was when she was younger with her parents. So it's exactly like her parents' home. And uh, Andy he always hated the house and their parents have arrived too so now they've been there to see this and come to this revelation and andy's like but i always hated that house but it really is that way so then they're talking about it or andy and kenny are talking about it and kenny says something like so you're gonna be having sex in the same room as your parents and then andy says no
<laughs> which is funny. And then Bobby's super lost. He's like, I don't know where he is in relation to the actual place, but he's super lost. And uh, it's pretty funny. He's spending all this time in the car. But then Andy's playing jarts and almost hits PJ, which is, you know, not fabulous. And then Stephanie wonders if she's doing something wrong because um, they're not married. They don't have kids yet. They haven't really been in very many serious relationships. And these people are their age and they're already working on their second kid or maybe even more. And so Stephanie kind of wonders if something wrong, something's wrong. And then Eileen uh, mentions that, yep, you're doing it wrong. And it's and she says, you know, you don't have to find someone that you absolutely love. You have to find someone that you can stand and, you know, whatever. But PJ is still looking. You know, she's saying... I'm not going to give in that easily. I'm going to find someone that I absolutely love, which I th- is something that I would personally believe in. So then Meredith comes over to PJ, her mother, and um, and Stephanie, and she introduces this young man, Evan, and he says that Evan is from the city too, so she thought she would bring him over and he'd be more comfortable with people um, of his kind, you know, kind of sarcastically and funny. And then um, PJ's mother asks if he's single, and PJ's, you know, she's mortified, and both her mother and Stephanie are being kind of obnoxious. And then uh, he asks PJ if she would like, uh, or he says that he's going to go grab a smoke, and so PJ says that she's going to join him. And then, uh, yeah, so that's where that part left off. And then Bobby, someone's like, Bobby's here, but Bobby's not here. Bobby was super lost. And... So, as it turns out, they found this guy who looks exactly like Bobby, and Mike has these kids, like, following over him and playing with him, and he, you know, he says to the guy, Bobby, it's good to see that you made it, but it wasn't Bobby. It was funny, and anyway, Mike's with all these children because he's trying to um, get with the mother, Rachel, um, by being with his kids, but then uh, Brendan and Kenny are talking to the Rachel girl, and Brendan says that Mike is in AA, and Kenny says that Brendan has a girlfriend, and Brendan says something about Kenny. I don't even know. Anyway, they're all just kind of sabotaging each other. But then Eileen comes in, and she's rude to Brendan again, and she says, I see you got your hair cut. And he's like, yeah, how do you like it? And she's like, I liked it better long. She's definitely that woman you can't please, and I think it's very funny. It's always a very funny character, but that character that you would never want to have in real life. <laughs> So we then meet Brendan and PJ outside, and they are not smoking because uh, he doesn't actually smoke. He just uses cigarettes to go um, and get away from people in an uncomfortable situation, which I think is kind of brilliant and kind of strange all in one. It's so then PJ doesn't like the noise of the cicadas, and he starts talking about the bug, and um, he's very interested, or not interested. We find out he's a botanist, so he's not completely... Uh, super nerdy but also he wonders where pj's been because they've been all over the news and it's true they have been because they only come up every 17 years and then um the way he talks about it he's like you know they're really smart to come with a big group because then they're not um dead or so they don't get hunted and um he's kind of referring to pj is uh like the group of cicadas coming up where rachel is like the single girl who's coming out and she's being hunted by all three and so, yes. And then we find out that Bobby's still lost. And he's actually found a house that's in the suburbs. But unfortunately, he's like, um, he's on the whatever road it is dri- er, lane. And he needs to be on whatever road it is drive. And so he messed up a little bit. And it's funny because that really does happen in suburbs. 
Okay, so PJ's mom then ruins the surprise because Meredith is pregnant and Andy didn't know yet and she was waiting to tell Andy. And um, of course, Eileen, being rude and obnoxious, has to go and ruin it. And and then we find out that PJ was a surprise. <laughs> so um, Andy's second child is going to be a surprise and Andy's father's second child was a surprise as well. So then we have Andy staring at this bug and talking to it, the cicada, and he's talking to it, and he's being, he's so funny. But then Evan and PJ, he, uh, ooh, I don't know what I was trying to say. I have gives PJ, but Evan and PJ are then talking, I assume, and we're going to move on, because I don't know. I just have Evan and PJ. So then we have Stephanie who's talking to Lance on the phone and she's talking about how there's three guys and a girl and then um, it's kind of, she's like, it's better than watching the Discovery Channel. But then Rachel sees that Bobby walks in or, well, Bobby finally gets there and then he introduces himself or they introduce him to her or whatever but then we find out that Meredith has given the seal of approval on Bobby and so Bobby's in with this girl and so he gets to go talk to her and all three of the boys lose. And then we have Andy who's still in shock and he's he's starting to feel trapped. And uh, he's starting to feel, because he's definitely turning into his father and there's nothing he can really do to help that. Um, and he's very scared about it. He does know how he feels about that. And then he's like, it's true that we all turn into our parents. And then he says, and Peach is like, no, no, because she doesn't want to turn into her mother. And so she kind of, she gets up and goes away from the situation. Then we come to a poker game, and we, uh, they talked to Bobby about, you know, why don't you date the mom, and he was like, because it's really hard to coordinate around a six-year-old schedule, like this five-day-a-week dance class, and we, does Mike take dance? We need to, I would like to know, or not Mike, Kenny, and then Mike talks to, um, says to PJ, you know, uh, I can't remember, it's something about his last name and his first name are very close, Frank Franklin. And so then Mike says he would like to be Mike Michaels. And, uh, you know, he's he's being serious, which is kind of sad because it's very odd. But it's okay if that's what kind of name you desire, I suppose. But then um, the phone rang because Andy hadn't showed up and PJ was starting to worry. And the phone rang, and as it turns out, it was Evan because he started out you know, talking about how he needed his cigarettes back, which he had saved and put by the window above her sink in the kitchen. And he asked her out on a date, and she she definitely, she said she would. And she didn't go back in and tell the guys that she was going to go on a date with him. And so I'm not really sure what that's indicating to us and what we should start to speculate if it's, you know, if she just didn't tell him because it's the way she does it or she was scared to tell him or what, you know, what the reasons were. So I guess, you know, that'll be something that we find out in the next episode. So that's going to be our recap on the most recent episode of My Boys. And we only have two episodes left, which is really sad because I'm pretty sure they only had a seven-episode seven contract, which is extremely sad. And I wish they had had a much longer one, at least 13 episodes like their first season. And also, I don't know um, the status on this DVD ever coming out on DVD, but I hope that it does one day because I would definitely buy it. So anyway, let's go ahead and... hmm. So I guess that I don't really have anything to say on that episode, but in general, uh, if you go to tvguide.com, apparently there are more celebrity blogs, um, blogs, blog, anyway, uh, Michael Bunin, or however you say that, and Reed Scott, and, 
Uh, Jordana Spiro used to have one. I don't know if she keeps up with it anymore, but uh, you should definitely check those out and see what the actors on the show actually are saying about it. And that's always interesting, in my opinion, personally. And also, you can check out the TBS.com, and they have, um, in the video section for My Boys, they have some bloopers, and they're pretty funny, and I would definitely suggest that you check them out if you're a big My Boys fan, because I think they're definitely, they're definitely worth watching for. And let's see. Well, I guess that's all I have for this week, and next week is going to be the series, uh, not the series, excuse me, the season finale, so I want you guys to send in as much feedback um, either before or after and tell me what you think about it or what you think is going to happen or how you think it's going to all play out, who you think PJ is going to take on the trip to Italy. Um, we'll just see how it goes. And I would love to read more of that out on this podcast. And let's see, that's pretty much it. So let's give you some of the information. We're going to try to keep the plugs down to a minimum. If you want to send me an email, you can do so at jlgpodcasting at gmail.com. And then you can also send me an mp3 audio or a wave file you can send me an audio comment that you record on your own computer to that email address as well and then if you want to send one on um, through audio if you go to the blog at jlg-myboys.blogspot.com you can go ahead and go in the upper right hand corner to leave me an audio or leave me a message and click on that and it'll take you to the correct spot and all you need is microphone and then if you want you know that's pretty much it actually yeah actually so that sounds like some good stuff. And so I know that some people want the podcast longer and some people like them short. Uh, this one's a little bit short because uh, I'm uh, running low on feedback. Don't Oh, you know, here's one thing. Don't forget that we've started a MySpace page. And so add us onto your MySpace. It, it's, um, if you search JLG My Boys Podcast, it might come up. But um, I don't really know if it will. So it's going to be myspace.com slash jlgmyboyspodcast, and there you'll find our page and add us as a friend. We actually have added uh, Jim Gaffigan, who plays Andy, uh, Reed Scott, who plays Brendan, uh, Jamie Kaler, who plays, uh, who plays, not Kenny, Mike, and then uh, we've added Kyle Howard, who plays Bobby. And so it's really excited, and we have the uh, JLG My Boys. And then, so we're looking to get all the characters added on too. But I feel like they don't check their MySpace very often because I don't know who runs those. But anyway, go ahead, add us as your friend, and we will gladly add you back and leave us some comments there too. Then it'll be fun to check it out. And also, if you go to the blog, which I mentioned earlier, JLG-MyBoys.blogspot.com, you can leave comments on the blog itself in, in like in the show notes, you could call them. So. I definitely read every comment that you guys send in, and I try to respond to as many as I possibly can. So go on ahead and do that. And um, as school's starting up for some of you or you're just getting back into a regular fall routine, have fun getting ready with those. I know it's getting a little tough for me, but we'll see how things keep going. And I will definitely talk to you all soon. Bye.